Go on. Come on. It won't start. Until, Come on. This is not going to start until gonna start unless you, you do a jingle. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Wonky Gamer Podcast. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about games today, surprisingly. Really? Yeah, really. Um, so, I guess, oh, I wanted to apologize for, like, for not, for us not doing one for a while. I think we've all been quite busy. I was in a team on League of Legends and it all went horrifically wrong. Um, so I have a bit more time again. Um. I've not been busy at all. I was kind of busy. (laughs) (laughs) Basically just blame me. God damn it, Genji. Why? Um, so, I don't know, we, we'll, we're we going to talk about stuff we played recently, not, and you know, I mean, not necessarily something we've kind of, that's come out recently, but just stuff we've been playing. Um, just some, so. just stuff that we've, yeah, just stuff we've recently started playing and we enjoy. Yeah. Converse. Hopefully not too said. much talk about League of Legends. Because League of Legends. If we talk about League of Legends, I'm going to leave. Oh, no. <laughs> But it's so good. Um, I'll get up and leave. Oh. I swear I will. Okay, then. I'll tell you what we could talk about, because we didn't actually, like, discuss this at all. Um, might. Might. No. Let's not talk about <laughs> those. <Mojo>. No. <laughs> no. Especially not 3D ones. They're lame. Um, what I was going to say, we I think the last episode we talked about GTA Five. I think we mentioned it at least. Yes, yes, I believe so. We were all going to play it. We come prepared, we ladies it. and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, we played it now. That's good. That's good remembrance. Yeah, it took me yeah. like a whole half an hour of us talking before this episode to actually come to this con- conclusion. But um, yeah, I don't. know. What did everyone think? Did it meet your expectations, or I don't know? What do you think? It was alright. I think. That I got bored of it quickly, which really? I didn't think would happen. Yeah, not quickly, but like I don't know. I play like when I compare it to like the only other game that I've played compare comparable to that would be Sleeping Dogs, and Sleeping Dogs had me a lot more entertained and hooked on it than that than I feel GTA did. You story wise and yeah, single player. Yeah, I mean, so Sleeping Dogs didn't have multiplayer, but multiplayer is just sort of I don't know, really weird online GTA. I feel interesting For me, at least. It was like, like I don't know. There's there's a lot to do, mm. but it takes a while to get going, I guess. I mean, what like, do you think? I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's because I got the pre-order pack, so I already had the house, and I was had enough money to get a car and stuff straight away, whereas I guess if you don't, then the sort of aims that you have, so. There doesn't seem to be a lot to aim for after those things, though. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it's like once, because I automatically got them straight away, pretty much, uh... 
I was like, okay, well, what do I do now, multiplayer? Apart from, like, just go around and kill people. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's, li- that's literally all, all you can really do. Other than heists, just but go. you... Heists heist, seem to be something yeah, where you need to get, like, some close friends together. Yeah, that's the thing, like... Or something I... and play that for three hours, because someone screws up a million times, one team member. Yeah. Without naming any names. No, but but they know who they are. Oh, it's not me, so... Not me either. I don't think... It's Armored Unicorn. Not me, it's never me. <laughs> See, the, the problem I have with the heist was, like, I like the idea of doing them, but then I think... Like, actually, I'll explain heists a bit, because I don't know if we really explained it last time or not. Heists are, like, kind of big missions where you kind of... You can plan out how you're going to rob a bank, uh, and you have all these little bits where you can do hacking, and you can do all these like little mini-games and stuff that lead up to the big heist, and then you all make loads of money and all yeah. that kind of stuff. A good uh, metaphor would be like an Oceans movie, I guess. You get to see all the planning, and then yeah. the big heist. Nice finale. And it has like a little bit of story, kind of. Nothing too deep, but... Yeah, there seems to be like a continuing story from the heists that I've played. I've gotten up to the, um, for reference for anyone who has played the heists, I've gotten up to the Prison Break one. I just completed that one. And that's as far as I've gotten. I mean, the problem I've had, like, I've had with the heist is, like, getting everyone together to do one, because what tends to happen in GTA, like, and, and this happens in a single player as well, is like there's these like you have stuff to do in the game, but you end up just evolving into children and blowing stuff up instead of like doing what you set out to do. Um, <laughs> it's quite hard to actually do a heist because like trying to get everyone together, like there'll always be someone that gets like caught by the police and like decides to like blow something up, and it's like oh okay, like we'll wait for you, man, and then like someone else like before they like as soon as they got the cops off, it's like oh are you ready, dude? And then someone else is decided to then, like, get, I don't know, have a massive firefight with some police, and it's like, god damn it, where are we going <laughs> with this, guys? We can't organize ourselves. Um, I think that's the problem. It can be quite distracting, because there's lots of things you can do. Uh, yeah. It is a lot of fun, though. It is a lot of fun. But yeah, I, I haven't played a lot, like, for a few weeks. I don't, I've just been doing other stuff, I think, but I'll definitely play it again. Uh, but I'd only really play it for the heists and maybe the survival missions, because I just really enjoy playing them. Yeah, same here with not playing it for a while. It just, um, honestly, I've only really played online. I'm probably missing out a lot because of that. I haven't really done story. I just sort of played the prologue so I could get to online. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and because of that, it just seems like something that I only play when my friends are online. Maybe I'll get on Skype or something. And we play that, but none of them have really played either. So I guess we've all in tandem stopped playing. Yeah, I mean, I think you really should play like the the actual game, story, single player. It's I yeah, I probably like should. It. Um, it's like it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. I mean, I played it before, so I've, I've sort of started playing it and then did other stuff. But it, I think it's quite good, um, and it gets better as it goes along. Um. 
and it it brings back the old kind of GTA like feeling of like San Andreas and stuff. It doesn't take itself as seriously as GTA Four, which I felt was like it was good, but it was just a bit like it didn't have this whole overblown. Oh, I can like buy houses and I can kind of become like this massive kingpin. Like GTA Four kind of felt like oh, like I like basically a really poor guy like who hasn't got a lot of money and then I get involved in criminal activity and then end up being like slightly like wealthier but still in a situation where it all kind of sucks and I still have to be a criminal because I can't actually get a job because I'm an illegal immigrant like would you say that GTA 4 had a better story than GTA 5 uh depends what you i think it i think it depends on the person because i prefer kind of the story of gta 5 because it's a lot more over the top and some of the characters are more relatable i did feel that the protagonist in gta 4 i didn't feel i could relate to very much because not now because i'm busy (laughs) like it's like i don't know it's like very culturally different like the character and um, it was interesting to get like a perspective of, of like I mean okay it's a pretty unrealistic perspective but like of like someone who's like come to a country as an Ill- like an illegal immigrant but it didn't really I just didn't really feel much of a connection with the protagonist at all. Uh, well, there's in like the in GTA Five there's a lot more kind of I don't know like uh, th- there's like three different characters and you get more of like different stories and like. I don't know, it's just a bit more ridiculous, which is what I quite liked about, like, San Andreas and games like that. Yeah. I, I would I would say that I agree with you, but I, I, as stated in previous podcasts, I never really play the other GTA games, sadly. Ah. Yeah. I only played the West City. And all I did was just spawn a tank and blow shit up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I did on that. I think the thing is for me as well, I kind of, like, I followed GTA, like, from the beginning, but, like, the biggest change was GTA 3, where where they, like, it's one of the first kind of open-world 3D games, um, and I, like, although they kind of improved on that in, like, the sequels to GTA 3, like, uh, San Andreas and Vice City, after they'd improved on it, sort of, say, in Vice City and San Andreas, they're just... They haven't done anything as good as San Andreas because that was the biggest game in terms of like all the places you could go. There was so much you could do, and you know you could go to the gym, change your body, you could get tattoos, you could do all these things that all these like little mini game things that were quite interesting. They had this like RPG esque system where you could like level up your swimming and all that kind of stuff, and it seemed to have quite a big impact on your character. Whereas I sort of feel GTA Five is still a bit of a step back from that. They, it just doesn't seem as kind of really. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, for example, like GTA Five is the same setting as San Andreas, and granted, yeah, it's like bigger in terms of like the actual space within it. But um, in San Andreas, they had um, they had three cities in it, um, and it was the same same area. So it was like Los Santos and. I can't remember them all, to be honest, but it was like three cities you could travel between. Wow. Um, yeah. It was pretty cool. And I think they also, they focused on one character, which I still think is quite good, because you... 
I don't know. It was very interesting. You sort of this this guy in it, like he's in the ghetto, and he kind of like it's kind of very like a bit kind of stereotypical kind of gangster kind of idea. But you sort of you know you at, at the beginning you sort of riding around on your bike, and you've sort of you, you you know you're sort of like a nobody, and you sort of move up as time goes on and things. Um, it just felt like a really big world, but I think that's the thing. I don't feel that. GTA's really innovated. I don't feel the online's that much of an innovation. It's kind of just a lobby for a few people. I mean, the heists are cool, but it just feels quite... I don't know. It's not as... not as big, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The sandbox for multiplayer... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I didn't say anything. Oh. Well, yeah, I didn't say anything. Did you hear a noise? Because I was like breathing in through my electronic cigarette, which might have. Oh been my a god, noise. you, you vape. I vape, bro. Oh god, I yeah, can't I'm know you anymore. Quit, well, I'm not trying to quit smoking, but I'm just using one so I don't smoke cigarettes all the time. Oh. <laughs> Why don't you try and advertise for the vape people and then get sponsored? I'm gonna get that mad. Ad bucks here. No. No, gamer. Oh, we should do. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I hate the way that they're kind of trying to sell vaporizers. Like, I went to a shop yeah. to like to to get one, and the guy was like, "Oh, like we've got these this the new evolution of the vaporizer. It's like this uh this box, and you breathe through it, and you blow loads of smoke out, and it looks really cool." And then I'm stood there going, "Yeah, I just want something that means I don't." harm my body as much. I don't really want to show off the fact I'm using an electronic cigarette. I just don't want to damage my health anymore. I'm not trying to be cool. Because smoking isn't cool. God damn it. But yeah, anyway, we should probably get back to the topic, because this is really yeah, really random. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can um, but... well, to round it on to GTA, you can smoke in GTA. Yeah, yeah. There we go. But um... yeah, I found that a bit like I don't know. It's kind of well, you could take bong hits and stuff. Yeah, it just seemed a bit forced. Like I don't know, it seemed a bit bit weird that like, oh, you can go to your apartment and smoke a bong and drink a beer. <laughs> like it was sort of kind of funny, but it I don't know, it just seemed a bit a bit unnecessary, I suppose. It, it was definitely that's, why, that's that is how def- that's that's how I sort of round up the whole game for me in my experience it's just unnecessary because I'm like a very logical person so I like playing games that are sort of logical and with that game it was just there was a lot of unnecessary stuff in that game oh yeah definitely but that that could be sort of with the spirit of the game don't you think I mean a lot of it's just sort of a parody and yeah and I think also like that attention to detail can be really good as well to make you feel like a real part of the world. But yeah. I don't know. It makes like... it more RPG-ish. Yeah. I don't but, know. But, um... Yeah. I just didn't... It just didn't stick well with me, that game. Like, I still play it every now and then. I could do the heist the other day with my friend. And, uh, it was actually pretty fun. So it's a game that I can come back to. Would you say yeah. that you would enjoy the game more if it was more goal oriented? Uh, like, um, if 
Like you say that you play it for the heist mostly. I'm get, I'm getting that sense. Yeah. So if if it was more goal oriented, what like so like how you have to get a house and stuff. Um. If you had yeah, to do I was more thinking more like, like, like the whole game, like make a family, is just like heist missions or something. Oh if no, the sandbox no, element was much less prevalent. Oh really? I, no, that that get boring. I don't want to speak for you, but I think the problem is is that you, similar to me, like. You know, I mean, you play League of Legends, so I want to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up. Um, and if you play that kind of game, like, and you like the idea of ranking up or, like, getting better and kind of, like, having little goals to get to that you can kind of show, I've achieved this, like, this is really cool, and then you can, like, work towards the next thing. Like, GTA doesn't really have that um, at all. Like, like the only goals I see in the in the online bit is kind of to get somebody to buy the car or cars you want and then get a house. And yeah, like for me personally, that isn't really enough. Like I'm not like it's nice having a nice car, but like in real life, like I'm not really bothered about cars. Yeah, or houses. I mean, I know a lot of people are. It's pretty like cool to have a nice house, but I don't know. No, that's up. But I do still enjoy it. I think it's fun to play with friends because it is. It is fun. Like. The online, I enjoy. Yeah, if there's if there's like four of you, then you're gonna have a really good time on it. Absolutely, but it's just sustaining that. Yeah, because it's it's when you're on your own, it's just sort of dull. Yeah, you just sort of get in a car and drive around, and then you notice that another player is driving right towards you, and you're like, hey, maybe he'll be my best friend, and we get to talk, and then yeah. he just drives by and shoots you and then drives back. Yeah. Probably laughs in your face over voice chat. Yeah, and does the little um, bird emote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't leave that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, it doesn't sound overly positive. Like, I, th- I think we should wrap it up on the GTA, but yeah. I don't know. Like. Yeah. I mean, I I, ha- I think the single player is definitely worth playing. I think the online's like, quite a lot of fun. Uh, we don't expect to, like, dedicate a load of time to it, I suppose. Like, the heists are really fun to do with friends, but I don't... I can't see many people, like, me or a lot of my friends, actually playing the online religiously as, like, something you want to do all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which isn't a bad thing, you know? I mean, for, for for the price of the game, you do get a lot of stuff from it, I think. Um, if you you know if you're interested in the kind of gameplay of the single player and that kind of thing, yeah. Um. Okay, so should we move on? Um, talks about GTA. Uh, maybe I could talk about something. I suppose I could talk about something I've been playing. Yes, Steph. What 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 games have you been playing these later hmm. days? Well. I've been playing. I've been playing a few games because I, to be honest, I've been getting a bit bored of League of Legends, just because it's been quite quite hard <gasps> recently. Yeah, I just yeah. get quite frustrated. Um, and I was in a team, and that was all very stressful. Like a lot of like we had an analyst and people like constantly telling you what you're doing wrong, like every hour. Do a game and you do it like every night for three or four hours. It's it's like after work is a lot of pressure to have on top of everything else. Was um, it like yeah. um? Was it like those big movies where um 
like a bunch of friends turn into a band and they get super popular and they all descend and they all hate each other because they get yeah, super popular all like that fame that. and fortune were you were you were you, well, we weren't famous. were you famous no were you a famous league of legends team no. be honest no we really weren't not at all but no i mean these things unfortunately like do fall apart it's quite stressful like people have a lot of expectations like they want to go like some people in the team wanted to go pro and like that kind of thing at some point so like we all took it quite seriously but um yeah i don't know it just fell apart people fell out i fell out with people they fell out with me same same with some you know my friend Muti, he fell out with everyone uh apart from me so anyways, just, anyway enough of that that's besides the point really the whole tragedy um, but, <laughs> I've got over it, don't worry. Um, but, uh, that's meant that I've wanted to do some other stuff. So I, I've been playing, like, I've just had a, like, shooter slash action game, like, I don't know, like, need recently. I don't know why, but it's suddenly taken over. Because um, I'm not really into shooters and stuff. But, um, right. so I basically have been playing a couple of games. Uh, Far Cry 3. Um, oh, sh- yeah. Assassin's Creed 4 and Shadows of Mordor. Um, so, I don't know. Is there any of those you guys play or would like to hear about? Or I, <laughs> I tried. I was recent... Oh, sorry, go on. Oh. Um, I tried really hard to play AC4. Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> That's Why? the French Revolution one, right? That's no. the one I'm thinking about. Oh, it isn't? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, well, I don't know. It's, I've been playing Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Creed 4. Isn't it? Yeah, it's called Unity. Is it that no, one you're, I it's you're called referencing? Black Flag. Oh, oh Black, Black Flag. Flag. Oh, oh yeah, okay. I have that in the case Careful. somewhere. Does that count? Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, so you haven't played it? You just got it in a case? Yeah, I. this was back when I like still had a laptop for my oh. gaming PC, and... uh I tried playing it and it tanked after I got off the ship. Oh, I'm not the surprised. tutorial. I was like, I oh, can't play this. <laughs> well, I suppose, I mean, you've all played Assassin's Creed games, right? Unfortunately. Yeah, oh, yeah like... I, I kind of like the first couple. <laughs> See, yeah. I found with Assassin's Creed, there's like some really good ideas in it, but I just can't help but get bored. Um,. I mean, like, the, the the one I've been playing is, like, there's loads of cool stuff there, but I don't know, like, I mean, I've played a bit of it, I've play, probably played three or four hours, um, and basically you're, like, a a pirate that's got a few assassiny abilities, and I don't know, like, the plot's kind of a bit pointless, which is another thing I don't really <laughs> like about the game. Um, but basically you can, like, get your own pirate ship and, like, attack other pirate ships and Things like that. So that side of it's been quite fun, but I guess I still feel like four hours into the game, they're kind of hand-holding me, and I want them to just let go and let me, like, level up piracy things. But all the upgrades to my ship are gated, depending on me doing missions. And, like, all I want to do is play the ship stuff and not, like, (laughs) I don't know, like... And I was going to say, that's the main thing that I found with... Everybody I knew that played it, they loved all of the pirate shipping. But when it got to everything else, it just sort of 
Like, they just really didn't get on with it. Yeah, I mean, what I find... And just basically wanted it to be the whole pirate ship thing. Which just seems very strange. It feels like they've tacked on this whole you-can-be-a-pirate thing to uh, IP that's kind of not about pirates. So it almost feels like this weird mix of, like, you're assassin, but you're a pirate, and... Yar. Yeah, it's like the whole, I don't know, it's like, you know, the whole ninjas versus pirates thing. Like, how can you be a ninja and a pirate? It's just wrong. Um, and it feels that way in the game. Um, Multi-classing. Ubisoft oh breaking canon, 0 out of 10. <laughs> but it, I mean, it is fun, like, it is fun, but I just kind of felt like the actual like land stuff is really boring. Um it's the usual kind of oh, there's some like assassination missions where you go and like kill someone surrounded by some people, and maybe you have to be stealthy. Maybe it doesn't matter. And then there's like absolutely loads of collectibles. And if you've got this horrid like aspect to your personality that I have, you see a map with collectible things. Like it shows you where you can pick these things up, and you feel that you have to get every single one on the whole map, even though you absolutely <laughs> hate doing it. <laughs> so you waste an hour doing this crap and then you just feel like wow this is so boring why am i doing this but um, it's about the journey not the destination stuff but what is the Again? journey of going oh on the map <laughs> look there's a manuscript i should go over there and collect that it gives me absolutely <laughs> nothing satisfying but i'll go over there and pick it but up you, anyway well you, you can learn the value through doing that yeah <laughs> You are, That's you the whole it? point of them. You unlock things by collecting them, don't you? Probably. I don't know. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I it feels like these MMOE aspects of like single player games just confuse me. Like, why would you spend all that time making these kind of, you know, sort of fetch quests on a massive map when you could like better spend the time writing a really good story and giving you really exciting missions and character interaction i don't i don't know i know like i don't know i'd play an mmo if i really wanted to collect things personally honestly that's sort of the thing with sandbox games nowadays isn't it they're it's not it's less about the story and more about your interaction with the environment yeah like, but, for most sandbox games, you can just sort of toss aside the story and go be a pirate, go and shoot ships, yar. Yeah. I don't know, but it's like, I don't know, it's different though, like, you know, like, I'll pick up something like Kerbal Space Program and be like, oh, wow, like, it's sandboxy, I set my own oh, goals. I love like, Kerbal Space no, Program. Yeah, like, there's no, like, linear path or, like, actual kind of story in that sense but you create your own story by going i want to get to the moon how do i do that and then you spend hours like messing around and you eventually do it and then you like set yourself bigger goals and it's this whole like amazing kind of self-creating wow i can like do these things at this point and little challenges that's really fun but like sandbox games that are like i can collect things like i don't know what's exciting about walking to one spot for like five minutes picking something up and then walking to the next spot five minutes later and picking something up and then doing that again and again and again and again. I don't know. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's about as exciting as me going, oh, I'm going to walk downstairs, pick up the salt, 
and take it upstairs and then put it on my desk. And then I'm going to go downstairs and pick up some pepper and then bring that upstairs again. And that'll be really fun. Like, why? Why, why is that fun? No because one you're that. stopping a secret organization hell-bent on taking over the world. Definitely. <laughs> the Templars! But it, Stop them put... with the salt and pepper. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, yeah. there's like context for these things, but it's like... It, to me, it just it's just poor development in a game, to be honest. Like, you can make a sandbox... Like, I think GTA, single player, for example makes the sandbox, like, a bit more worthwhile. Like, okay, they have these, like, stupid missions where you drive to A, point A from point B, or whatever, but they'll have dialogue on the journey, or they'll have, like, things that happen along the way that kind of actually make it feel like something's happening. Yeah, Rockstar does a really good job of working their story into the sandbox game. That's definitely an exception to what I said. Yeah. I mean, again, we are talking about lots of different games, I suppose, but I've always felt Assassin's Creed's kind of lacked a lot of soul. Like, it's had fun gameplay mechanics, but it hasn't really had, I don't know, a lot of soul. Yeah. When Speaking of, like, sandboxes and stuff, um, I guess we're going to digress, but really quick. But um, when I think of a really good sandbox game, I think of Just Cause 2. I played Just Cause yeah, 2 man. for hundreds of hours and um the thing with the like when i was mentioning with the story was just cause 2 doesn't really have a story they just sort of that was just sort of a formality they knew exactly what they were doing which was go and blow stuff up go go have fun blowing stuff up just go do it you know you're you you're usurping you're usurping yeah usurping is that the word <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're usurping some sort of dictator, blah, blah, blah. Oh, look, there's an oil drum you can set on fire. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was what it was. You know, I mean, I've been playing Far Cry 3, and that's like, you know... Ooh, segue. Um, And that's been... (laughs) That's quite similar, like, in that sense. Like, you can... You know, there's lots of cool things you can do on the map, and you can kind of... um, I don't know. I mean, I think that's one of the things I like about Far Cry 3, and I think it's the same with Just Cause, where you can, like... I think in Far Cry 3 you can take over areas and, like, you build up your kind of, I don't know, your whole kind of uh, power base or whatever, which is quite exciting, I suppose. Um, I don't know, I think those are quite good examples of of sandbox. Mm. Um, I think it's weird because a lot of companies now are looking at the whole MMO aspect since the new console release. And so it's brought about this whole new sort of era of gaming. So, like, you've got, like, a massive focus on the multiplayer aspect over the story aspect. So, like, you've got Destiny where you're you're running around and, you know, playing Mm. with loads of, like, 30 people on the server. And then you've got GTA where you're running around with 30 people on the server. And then, like... I wouldn't be surprised if Just Cause 3, when it comes out, has an aspect where you like play with loads of people on the server, if it's a multiplayer or something. And, I don't know, it's just weird how it's all sort of gone to that way. And, like, yeah, it's great playing MMOs with pe- loads of people and having free characters that you can level up and stuff, but... It's just well, a really random forced thing. I feel I feel like it's just been forced. 
I think, um, I don't know. I mean, I think one of the, I, I mean, I used to play an MMO called Star Wars Galaxies, uh, which got changed, and that's a whole other story I could write an essay about. But, yeah, some um, combat update, right? I've heard yeah, about the, this. Basi- well, I can explain it a bit. I mean, basically, the game, st- I mean, it was it was an amazing game as a kid. I was 16 when it came out, and I loved Star Wars. Um, and I'd played a few MMOs, but already got into them. Um, and it was at a time where, like, MMOs, like, World of Warcraft hadn't really... I think it might have come out around the same year, but it hadn't It hadn't been a thing. It was back when MMOs were kind of kind of quite a niche thing. Like, having 200,000 people play an MMO was, like, a big thing back then. That was a lot of people. Um, mm. And when Star Wars Galaxies came out, it was before everyone was copying WoW as, like, a game. Um, and it was absolutely... Just the idea of it was amazing. It was like, you could be anyone in the Star Wars universe, from, like, a farmer to a bounty hunter to, um, I don't know, like, a tailor or whatever. Or, you know, make starships or all sorts of things. Robots Space or... Space Yeah. Or, or you could, like, be a creature handler as well and, like, tame rancors and, like, have them as your pets and stuff. It was, like, really, really cool. And because there, there was thirty four uh, professions that you could play, um, and you could mix and match as well, because each prof- like profession was like made, had like they they were like little skill trees, so you could like mix mix and match. You had like a certain cap, but you could mix mix and match from your professions. You'd like you know be quite good at a couple of things, um, and it was really cool. Like when it started, it had like a massive kind of role playing community, so people. Um, People really role-played in that game. Like, people really kind of tried to be the character they wanted to be. And, like, even, you know, you'd have dancers who would give you, like, buffs, and you'd have, like, musicians as well who would, and doctors and stuff. And um, and everyone would go to, like, the cantina, and they'd, like, interact as if this person was actually a dan- dancer. And, like, people out of their own hearts would always tip dancers when they'd give, like, a buff and things like that. There was, like, this real, like... Uh, community feel like everyone kind of worked together and were reliant on each other. Um, it's absolutely amazing. Um, and you could also be a Jedi, but it was very hard to get. And they had a whole hidden system, and eventually this became known and they changed it. And then eventually they ruined the game because World of Warcraft got big and they thought, we want to copy that game, and we've decided that. Everyone wants to be a Jedi, and we don't want to make it hard anymore, so we're going to reduce the classes down to nine classes. Uh, everyone could be a Jedi in the Star Wars era during the original films, when there was only two Jedi. Um, it was crazy. like They completely ruined it, basically. Um, and there's a lot of sad people. I mean, it's led to an emulator on the internet, which has done really well. Um... And the whole community still surrounds it, basically, on this emulator, and it's done incredibly well. It's Star Wars Galaxies MU dot com, but that's that's a really really big sort of community there, actually. And thus ends our advertisement for Star Wars Galaxies emulator. <laughs> <laughs> it's very interesting, actually. It's not talked about a lot in gaming media, um, although Sony said it's okay to do. Uh, it's never brought up in big magazines for some reason. Yeah, it just seems like a very niche thing, I guess, for people who want that nostalgia. I think so. There, there was a lot of people that followed it. Um, there was quite a lot of people that followed it, and it was it was big in the gaming news when it when it closed. 
and when the combat upgrades came out. But yeah, I mean, it's I suppose it's it's quite an old game now, so it's not really remembered by a lot of people, you know. I suppose, but. I yeah. think that MMOs do the best and thrive more when they have, like, an economy in them. Yeah. So, like, for instance, like, EVE Online, I think it's really cool how in EVE Online, if, if you make money in the game, you can purchase, like, the online subscription with the in-game money you've actually earned. I think that things like that mean Eve they Online, sort of... Yeah. Yeah, I I think it sort of keeps on the the appeal of playing the game because it's like, oh well, if I play this and I do this, I get this amount of money and then I can like play it for another month and get better and do you know what I mean? It, it's mm. a different thing that not many people sort of appreciate. Well, developers appreciate. I think they do and they don't. I mean, we should probably move on from this in a sec. But, I mean, one thing that's very interesting is someone who's played MMOs before. They were kind of a massive thing um, and saw very different MMOs come out. Um, there are developers out there who are using Kickstarter to make uh, more sandboxy MMOs and, like, go back to the roots of a lot of these ideas that were never fully explored. Um, like, there's a game called The Repopulation. And there's which has loads of professions and stuff that's on early access on Steam. And there's there's like loads of things really. Uh, there's like a Dark Age of Camelot spiritual successor, which was a really popular game back in the day. Uh, I mean, what's so fascinating about Kickstarter is there's a lot of the like these great ideas that never really got anywhere. There's this kind of thing for niche audiences that exists, which is quite amazing, really. I think I'm gonna predict that the next biggest like MMO online for like mainly pe- well for PC will be Black Desert because that game looks utterly insane. Like the character, what should we the talk character about that? customization and I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, I've never that. heard of this. Yeah, I haven't heard of it either. Well, Black can... Desert. Oh yeah. my god, it's this Korean. It's this Korean uh, MMO. I believe it's meant to be free to play. Um, and there was a a thing released that somebody re-uploaded to YouTube that got loads and loads of views regarding the character customization. Like the sheer scale of the customization of your character is absolutely ridiculous. Oh. But not only the amount you can customize it, like the detail is spot on. It's amazing. Um, like it's a like visually it's one of the most prettiest games i think i've seen and uh for it to be like an mmo it's sort of insane that it looks this good and it's like performing to the caliber that people are sort of giving it the expectations for because like you watch you watch like footage of the fighting and it's just just brilliant like there's no there's nothing I I watch and I think oh that's a bit shitty, like everything I've seen on it looks absolutely amazing. And uh, they weren't gonna release it in the West. It was just gonna be a Korean and okay. East thing. But uh, there's been like a huge huge demand, like bigger than there was in the West, the East. But, I mean, why why would for it I to come buy to it, the though? West? Like what what 
what's so good about it apart from the way it looks and the fighting like is there what are the systems like what kind of things can you do and what kind of I don't know, like how is it a quest-based game? Is it sandbox? Like yeah, what? I mean, it's quite. It's sort of like Terra. Like it's got Terra's fighting style, um, but it's really updated, um, and it's quest-based. And I don't know too much about it, like story-wise, but check it out because it's gonna be. It's like. If it's going to be if it's going to be a pay game where you got to buy it, then fair enough, because it looks like it's had a lot put into it. But if it's free, then it's ridiculous to not just play it, just to try it. See the game, the the MMO I was most excited about, which I think Chance would have liked, uh, was called what was it called? Do you ever play um, Vampire the Masquerade games? No. no, I've never even heard of those. Okay, um, basically, it's kind of just vampire games, RPGs. As like the second one was really quite, it's quite well respected, like in the kind of cult following kind of way. It's, I think it's called Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Um, but basically, it's got this whole kind of mythology about vampires and also like other stuff as well, like the masquerade, uh, like the the whole kind of series is from a tabletop game, I think. Um, but there was an MMO being developed by the Eve Online people, CCP, um, right. which was based on this kind of um, mythology, and the idea was was everyone would start out as human, uh, every player character. Um, and another player would have to bite them to turn them into a vampire. That's interesting. And, yeah, and so like you can even have your own little game where you like try and like get some humans together and like try and not get bitten. Um, and the idea was was that you there would be uh like they had they have like a leader of the vampires current but they're called now. Um, and a human player would would get eventually be be able to be the leader. Um, and your your character could be. Microphone muted. Like you could literally actually permanently die if if you annoyed enough people. Um, <laughs> and there's there's this whole idea of politics and things as well in the game. Um, so yeah, it just seemed really really interesting. Um, but that you got. Cancelled. I think it. <laughs> so. It makes me think about like uh, Sword Art Online, the anime, mm. and it makes me think about the whole concept behind it. Like looking at it from like a gaming point of view, that game taking out like the fact you die in real life, yeah. but the permadeath that you get of your character. Mm. Um, I think that really motivates. A lot more like if you're if you do like if you if you do something and your character dies that's it i think that reprimands a lot of a lot of things that will actually end up happening for example like in gta if your character could properly die you're not yeah. going to get people just running along spamming c4 in the on the road and blowing people up because your character is possibly going to die from that. Like, it makes outcomes a lot more serious. And I think altogether it makes for a better gameplay of a game because 
it then ends up instead of being a completely selfish community that you're playing with, it ends up being a more inclusive community. And so if you're playing, you know, with a clan and you end up having a clan war, like that's going to mean a lot more if like there's a permit, if you're, if you're permadeathing than, than not. And I think that that's the only way really that MMOs that I think that's the only new thing that an MMO company could bring to the table that then make people think, think like, wow, this is actually going to be really fucking good. I mean, there's two ideas that I think are just absolutely amazing. Um, one is permadeath in an MMO, uh, which you had in Star Wars Galaxies. If you were a Jedi and you got you actually got killed, you would your you would become a Force Ghost, basically. Um, and your character right. was dead. You could walk around as this ghost, um, <laughs> but that was it. Um, or I think that was an, at least that was an idea that they were going to do. Um, but I think permadeath's a really big thing, making you feel a sense of loss at like losing your um, character and you, losing all all your time spent. Really makes the kind of game yeah. feel really strong. Uh, I think Star Wars Galaxy also did this thing where. If you were a fighter, you you went out and you hunted and did whatever. You needed to have buffs. Um, you had to go to dancers and musicians to get buffs. Um, and right. these people like wouldn't give them to you for free, really. Like there was a whole like um, unspoken kind of law that you know you would tip the person that danced for you or whatever and gave you a buff. Like you know you'd help them out. And a lot of people were pretty nice to each other, but they'd help each other out. It's same with doctors and things. There's this whole kind of this this enforced reliance on the community meant that the community was much nicer because they had to be nice to each other to actually get what you know get get what they needed, which is something you just don't see very much anymore. I mean, it's why you know you have a lot of toxic communities in games because they don't have any kind of um, community. To, yeah, like <laughs> you don't really have any need to be nice to people, and you can be as selfish as you want to be. So would you say that say that sort of internet communities are sort of um, hostile unless you're forced to work together? Do you think no. that communities yeah, can sort absolutely. of grow without those restrictions? Or no, I, no. I don't think they can grow without those restrictions. I mean, I think I think it depends what it is. If it's if it's a game, I think it can be quite different. I think a lot of communities can build up over similar interests and people. Uh, you know, not necessarily gonna fall out all the time, but um, I don't. I don't know because I think a lot of communities look at quite well, but look at Daisy. That's that, that true. Daisy just <laughs> Daisy just answers that question straight up. Like, if you're if you're given the option to work together or be alone, and you play Daisy, you well know that you are not gonna be working with many people in that game. Unless it's a friend. Strangers, at least, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why it only really work in an MMO setting, because MMOs take a lot more to get to a substantial like place than DayZ does. So you're not going to spend like 10, like 15 levels to then just go and 1v1 some guy because he's got, like, a better fucking sword than you. Do you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> going to run at him with your Whereas, 
yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, <laughs> like, I think definitely having incentives to work as a community, like, because I mean, there is no incentive in MMOs to work with other people apart from like yeah. raids and stuff or whatever. Like, oh, I'd the say same. there's every incentive to work with other people in MMOs. Uh, because when you think about it, um, there's like always incentives, playing... but there's just not the drive. I don't think I, I don't think I entirely understand that. Could you explain? Like, if you were playing a game, like for instance, like <clears throat> you should work, you should always work together with people, right? Uh-huh. But we're not br- we're not brought up in in a culture where you work together. We're always brought up in a competitive culture. So, if you look at Daisy, for example, like. You could easily set up a group of people, like, to hold down a town and to make it a safe haven. But the fact of the matter is, the way that we've been brought up outside of the game then ends up, like, what's the word? Being, well, it it just ends up being the reason why we can't actually do that. Our sort of, our, um... Because... Our loner tendencies reflect into the game. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, pretty much. I think it depends. I mean, I think it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I I think it depends. I mean, if you, for for example, Souls Galaxies was a game where MMO is quite niche. I suppose a certain character type would play MMOs back then, similar to Daisy when it first started. I mean, it was the people involved in Daisy at the beginning, like the community, were generally. Uh, people that would follow mods and played games like Armor, where there's a lot of like teamwork and communication and stuff. Um, and then it got really big, and you had lots of different people with different ideas of gaming. Uh, I'm not yeah. saying like all people at the beginning of Daisy were like really community-minded and really friendly and wanted to work together, but like it was much more so. And I don't, I don't want to say it's necessarily just a character type, but I'd say as well because it was new and it was a whole kind of. I don't know, like, scary concepts and stuff at the time, but, I don't know, I think a lot of these, I think, you know, I think I think there are different players, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, the whole kind of, oh, you play card, you're a card player, in terms of your mentality is kind of a really stupid point to make, but I think there are elements of that, I mean, if, if you only play certain types of games, um, you won't perhaps know how to play a sandbox, or how, how to, you know, you've never experienced one, so you don't really know what you can gain from it by playing it a different way, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. But get, um, I think as well, to... YouTubers have a lot of uh, influence in that respect. Like, as myself, I never really knew about Daisy until I was watching like Frankie on PC play it. And I think that's probably going to be a lot of the user base finding out the same way through YouTube and stuff, because I literally had never heard of it before before I watched him play it. And so, like, when you look at his audience of, like, you know, 14 to, 14 to, I don't know, 20, maybe, year olds finding out about the game and then playing it, like, that's going to end up making a large majority of the fan base and the player base when he gets like millions of views each video. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I wouldn't define it by age though as well because um... I think age comes into it a lot. I don't, you know. I don't think I think 
can do a bit, but I think, at least from my experience, age is not really a good defining factor of a person's mentality in a game. I think it can be, no. but I think it, it depends. Like, for example, actually, if you, if you look at the spread of the gaming community, um, there's a lot of gamers that are over the age of 20. A hell of a lot. Um, yeah, most, and, of, most of it, yeah, I'd say. And, you, you know, for, for example, I don't want to bring it up again, but League of Legends is a very good example, right? Everyone thinks the community is really toxic and people hate each other and whatever, and people call each other kid or, like, you know, like, view it as an age thing. Oh, there's all these young kids who are, like, not brought up well, all this kind of rubbish. But what I would say is when I've played League and they used to have this voice chat thing from another company that was, like, on the game that was really popular at one time, nine times, well, in fact, every single time I played and everyone used used the voice chat, they were all, like, over the age of 18. Like, they weren't young kids. Like, so, and that speaks to me that actually, like, people of any age... What was that? Cursed voice? Cursed voice, That's what I'm thinking he was talking about, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I've not actually experienced anyone use that. Yeah, they don't anymore, but when, when, when it first came out, it's kind of it kind of worked within the system, like in the UI of the game, um, for a bit, right. uh, but they had to change it because Riot didn't like it. But it was um, really good because it would show up when you joined a match, like who had Curse Voice, and then you could just play together, so a lot of people started using it. Um, and that was really good because actually people were a lot less toxic, but... Again, like, I, d- I don't think age is necessarily a big factor. I think a lot of people, in all fairness, on the internet, when they're anonymous, um, generally don't necessarily care about how they affect other people because it's anonymous. And, you know, if you want to see the true darkness of humanity's soul, like, play an online computer game. <laughs> you know, like when yeah. you don't have voice chat. Like, if you really, really want to see what people are like, if you really want to see how many people are racist or homophobic, like go and play League of Legends online or like some, you know, Call of Duty. Like, go and see what people actually say. But you know, like when they are completely anonymous, it's actually frightening. Absolutely yeah, scary. We've... <laughs> we've definitely talked about that in. One of those previous episodes, I believe. Yeah, I think we've gone off the boil a bit. Okay. <laughs> oh, we have. Um. Well, I don't know. Have we got any anything else to talk about? Any other games we could we could um, switch to? We we could talk about one of the games I've been playing. Let's do that. It would be a major shift from Assassin's Creed and MMOs. Yeah, let's do that. All right. So, um. I actually, I've actually played these games several times before, but um, I've recently, going back and I'm playing the campaign in hard mode, and um, I'm playing the Metro series, Metro 2033 and Metro Last Light. Um, I, I think they're really awesome games. <laughs> so what's so awesome about them? I've never played them. Um, mostly for me, I think it's just the atmosphere of those games really really drive home the fun for me i think they get i think they nail the atmosphere really well um if you want to think of something similar to these games think of like a more linear version of the stalker games with better voice okay. acting <laughs> just ever so slightly better voice acting so 
what is it all about? Like, is it a post-apocalyptic kind of environment, or...? Yeah. Yes. Um, I think the, like, it sort of starts in the year 2013, and um, there's a nuclear war, and um, it mostly focuses on Moscow's residents, and they, most of them end up fleeing into the subway tunnels. And um, an interesting thing about their subway system is it was built back in Soviet times, and it was actually designed to work as a bomb shelter oh. in the event of nuclear war. <coughs> a lot of it. That was sort of one of the backup plans behind it, sort of like the United States freeway system that was sort of to transport tanks and missiles quickly across the continent had that sort of guise beneath it so a lot of moscow citizens end up escaping to the metro and they end up living down there for almost i think it's 20 or 30 years into the future and like moscow above above the world is just ruined there's a bunch of mutant creatures the atmosphere isn't breathable and um you get all these and inside the metro it's just about as bad you have these mutants from the surface coming down and attacking humans, and everyone's living off of, like, mushrooms and pigs that are being grown. <laughs> and um, there are all these, like, oppressive communities being formed around each station. There oh, are, wow. like, communists and Nazis and these this big economic organization called the Hansa. It's very, it's very rich in lore. It was actually, um, the story is based off of a series of books, which I think okay. really helped it out. And um, so the the general story that was that was just sort of the atmosphere behind it. But the uh, the story is based around this kid named Artyom. And um, there's this there's this mysterious like <laughs> beings called the Dark Ones that are like encroaching upon their station. And it's just a little station in the um, sort of the outskirts of the metro, so they don't really get much help. And um, the Dark Ones look like they're going to encroach on their territory and end up wiping out the station. So what Artyom does is he basically sets out for sort of the big city. And it's um this station called Polis. And uh, he a lot of the game is based around him trying to get to Polis Station and warn the big government there so they can try and get help to their station. I won't go further into the story for fear of spoilers, but um, that's just the general story behind it. And I think it's a fantastic game. Now they're quite like a few of the games. Um, it's two currently, two games. There's Metro Twenty Thirty Three and Metro Last Light. That story that I just mentioned was for Metro Twenty Thirty Three, and um, Last Light is sort of a continuation of that story. I don't want to spoil anything for those who haven't played it, but um, Metro The Last Light is just a continuation of Metro Twenty Thirty Three's story, and it's all focused around this guy named Artyom. Oh, cool! So it follows the same guy. Yeah. And is the story, like, is it pretty damn good? Like, is it quite, like, I don't know, is it really engaging? Yeah, there it's like definitely... That... Honestly, I would say that this game is pretty linear, but okay. I think its story makes up for it pretty well. Uh, so it's a bit like, for example, like, Mass Effect is pretty linear. Arguably. Um, Not... Not in the same spirit as Metro, if you were going to call. It, it's more yeah. linear than that. It's sort okay. of get to point A to point B sort of thing. But there are still multiple ways that you can come across things. That's one of my favorite things about the game is um, 
generally you're supposed to be sort of sneaky and um there's a very good stealth mechanic especially in the um they recently did some redux versions they sort of re-released the games with updated textures better ai it looks much prettier and they sort of fixed all the big problems and um like they made the stealth mechanic really really good like you can distract and they got smart ai and stuff it's just a very good stealth mechanic and um I'm just sort of rambling at this point, but I might try it. Yeah, I mean, I I bought Twenty Thirty Three because Metro Lost Light came out, and my mate's brother, who's like a gaming guru guy, was basically saying it's the best game he's played. Oh uh, wow. Metro Lost Light that is, and uh, yeah, I mean, a lot I of people favor bought... Metro Last Light over Twenty Thirty Three. Yeah, I mean, I bought Twenty Thirty Three, and. Uh, I bought it on PC and like I was having uh, DirectX problems, right. so I wasn't actually, yeah. I wasn't actually able to play it properly. But I got to like the the first time you go outside into like the well the first time you come out of the bunker or the uh, whatever. Yeah, you're with the bourbon. tube. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, like up up to that point, and then when like I just couldn't actually play the game, like it was really good. Like the story was actually compelling, and you actually <laughs> did sort of form relationships like that fast. And like this is hardly even into the game at all, and it was already like a really good game. And I was really pissed off that I couldn't actually probably play it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I definitely recommend them games. Yeah, I hope that the Redux. Um... Yeah, that's what I'm actually playing right now. I picked up the Redux versions when they were first released, and I played through them again, but now I'm going back and I'm playing them on hard difficulty, and I'm sort of picking up everything that I missed. You can Surprisingly, you could miss a lot of stuff in these games. Like, there's all these little secret areas, and these bits of lore that you can just sort of catch from civilians that are talking. Yeah. I think one of the yeah, definitely one of the most compelling things about this game is the atmosphere. It really does a good job. Yeah. Hmm. I should probably Maybe. try it. Sounds quite interesting. Yeah, I would say yeah, pick up, I feel like you yeah, definitely pick up the Redux versions if you want to spend the money. Did anyone ever play Homeworld? Uh, Homeworld? I've heard of it. Isn't it like a strategy game? Yeah, I was just sorry. It's a bit of a random. Divergence or whatever, but it they I've never played them, but they re-released them recently, remastered. So I was just quite interested to see if anyone had played them. No, I've not. no. What's it about? I think it's about uh, I don't know. It's spaceships. I know that much. I think it is kind of a strategy game. Uh, with spaceships. We're talking about spaceships, and we should talk about Star Citizen. Oh, we could do, yeah. I love I love the look of Star Citizen. I'm really excited for that to come out. Okay, yeah, I reckon maybe we should talk about Star Citizen. That's a good idea. I haven't I haven't really followed that very much actually. <laughs> have you not? I've been. I mean, I I followed it before they released the whole Alpha cockpit the uh, cockpit fighting. Oh bit. yeah. And then I sort of I sort of dip in and out of it to see what's happened within the past like half a year. So. Don't actually know what's recently happened with it, although I know they released a few game modes. No, they've only got the Arena Commander at the moment. I don't think they've got any. Yeah. 
You know, actually... Yeah, um... but they've got, like, a little race thing, haven't they? Um, Where you can, like, drive yeah, around got... in your thing. Got, like, the race thing. Um... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've played it a little bit. But, I mean, the problem I've had with it, to be honest, is... Uh... Graphically, it's quite intensive. Yeah. To be honest. Um, so you know, I've if you guys... Gonna hope. Run it a bit. If you guys are in really interested in a Star Citizen, I would recommend you try out um, Elite Dangerous, if you haven't I have already. It. I it. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I need to play it a bit more. Like, the problem I had with Elite Dangerous... Like, I don't know if they changed things a bit uh, on it yet, but um, the problem I had on Elite Dangerous was just... I don't know, I kind of just got a bit... Got a little bit bored, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I still want to go back and play it sometimes, because it is quite, like... There's something quite fascinating about it. I get to travel to different star citizens. Uh, what am I on about star citizens? <laughs> um, star systems and, like, see new places. Like, I think the problem I had with it was I didn't feel there's a lot of ways to make money to buy new ships. Like, it kind of felt like mm -hmm. you'd only make a very small amount. Yeah, there are... I know that you and I, like, very shortly played the game. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually, I think I was actually the one that convinced you to get it, too. <laughs> Were you? Yeah, I think you I think I might have, like... yeah. Yeah. But, um, there are actually a lot of ways to make money that you might not have found. Like, um, I recently just learned about, um, how lucrative exploration can be. Basically, well, you just... Yeah, you, you basically go out and you find uncharted systems in the galaxy, you grab the, like, the star chart data, and you bring it back to a station and sell it. Oh. And they'll buy it from you, and you can actually make a fair amount of money from that. People have like traveled to the under end of the galaxy, and like, the farther and farther away you are from civilized space, the more money you'll get. I'd quite enjoy doing for that. For those star charts. Uh, we should do that sometime. Yeah, and then there's bounty hunting and... Like combat bonds, you can go visit combat zones where two different factions are fighting and join in the fight, take out some ships and get paid for it. Or you can, I know that like a very large, like the biggest way to make money is trading, definitely. Just like shipping yeah. goods and stuff. That's definitely a big part of the game. I like the exploration one. That that sounds quite fun. Yeah, we should um, we should travel to the center of the galaxy. Only a couple people have done it, apparently. Really? Yeah. They've taken yeah, screenshots of the supermassive black holes. It looks awesome. I want to go. Oh wow, we should totally do that. I like the idea yeah. of that. I don't know, like it's gonna take like six months, but <laughs> we should probably explain a bit about what it is actually. Because we yeah, just we, we've we've sat here talking for like ten minutes about this game, yeah. and like, what what the hell is this? <laughs> Basically. Elite Dangerous is like a space game, isn't it? Um, where you can fight other ships and you can uh, transport, like... I guess, I guess I'll pick it up from there. <laughs> Go on, then, dude. Oh, I, th I think I might have cut out there for a second. Oh, I think you did. Whoopsie. Okay, that that's weird. Anyways, um, so what did you what did you explain so far? Spaceship fighting. Uh, I don't know. I didn't really explain very much. 
spaceship oh. fighting, trading. That's about it, I think. Yep. In the most simplest terms, it's just a space sandbox MMO. It's a com it's actually based on some a really old computer game in like the nineteen eighties, I think it was released. And um basically you're just dropped in this little ship in the Milky Way galaxy. There's three factions. You you just go out and do stuff really. <laughs> you can bounty hunt, you can trade, as we said before, you can explore. You you basically just make your own way in the galaxy. I mean, it's very sandboxy, and I think it kind of just feels sometimes like I don't. Know, it's one of those games you want to pick up and play, but and like things can happen like randomly, like you can get taken out of like you know you can go into like FDL, uh, yeah. like fast and light travel, and then you like people can like kind of throw you out and start attacking you, and you got to like fight them or try and escape. Yeah, there uh, are people can be pirates too, and they can. I think it's called interdiction when they grab yeah, you out of. FTL space and stuff. And they'll, like, make you drop your cargo. <laughs> I think that's really interesting. Yeah, it's, it's like, it, there's a lot of really cool things about it, but sometimes you could be waiting around for something cool to happen for a long time. Um, and then other times, like, something really cool can happen. So it's a really weird game. It's one of those that you kind of want to pick up sometimes, but then when you play it, you're kind of like, uh, a bit bored, but then sometimes... <laughs> yeah, I've... I've heard it said that Elite Dangerous, at this point at least, is sort of like a million miles wide and five inches deep. <laughs> yeah. But I would say, honestly, I'd, I'd say that five inches is, is pretty much enough for me. <laughs> hey. <laughs> it is fun, though. Like, I mean, have they developed the multiplayer a bit better? Because, like, I mean, although it's a multiplayer game... There didn't really seem to be a lot of ways to kind of team up with your friends and stuff. Yeah, there there are there are um, it's been updated a couple times and um there's a couple big updates on the way. I've heard a bunch of things about this some sort of concept called power play, but honestly I okay. I don't know anything about it. I couldn't explain it. Yeah, I mean I'd say if you're really interested in space games it's one to pick up, but then yeah. I'd also say like what I would do is probably Oh, um is I would probably oh Shit. Sorry, I'm playing that game while I'm talking to you. It's really bad. I shouldn't be doing that. So um, unprofessional. I know. Um, what was I saying? What were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about Elite Dangerous. Um, how, yeah, how, how about this plan? How about this plan? Yeah. Buy Metro and then buy Elite Dangerous. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, that's probably that, that, good there's, your, there's your chance recommendation. Chance recommendation of the podcast. Because, like, I don't know, I found with, like, Elite Dangerous, it's a really good game. But it kind of just feels like, I don't know, um, there's a lot more to come. It sounds like it's going to become yeah. really good. Wow, so we went from GTA <laughs> to MMOs and Daisy and how horrible humankind is again. Yeah, we do um, that way too much. <laughs> to Metro, <laughs> to Elite Dangerous, to Star Citizen. Wow. That's a lot. I'll just add one more on the end before we oh, finish. Oh, okay. Um, the reason I was a bit distracted is because Chance told me to play this game called... What's it called? Agario? Or oh, Agario. Agario. Yeah, I love and this I, game. 
I couldn't get it working on my on Firefox, so like I did the most heinous crime and loaded up Internet Explorer. Oh god! Just do Chrome, off. man. Just do Chrome. Just use I feel, Chrome. I feel okay? dirty, but um, so I I did that terrible thing. But um, it's not exactly a, a totally hardcore, difficult game in any way or form. But um, I, yeah, yeah, it's some playing that in the background a little bit because it's kind of. Fairly chill. There's not much yeah. thinking involved. That's what it's good for. Um, for those of you who don't know what Agario yeah. is, it's a very, it's a very simple little browser game where um, I actually just recently found it on Reddit. But uh, <laughs> it's um, basically you're just a little blob, and you go around and you eat the smaller blobs and you run away from the bigger blobs. And there are a bunch of other people playing at the same time, and you need to sort of find a way to live in this environment. And it just sort of branches from there. I think it's I think it's tons of fun. It's like if you've ever played that fish game where you like have to eat things as a fish and then you get bigger. It's like that. Yeah, exactly. Right, and there's like other yeah, the fact other people playing like I don't know. I just been doing it in the background just because it's like really not very thought provoking, but it's it's yeah. quite an interesting like little little thing to try out. Yeah, and then you can get yourself on like the leaderboards and be the biggest little blob in that server. And then most of the time, it's like the Lenny face or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what it's like to be the biggest blob? Like, what do you actually do at that point? Just um, there was a brief time where I was number one. How did you for about like, for about two all? minutes? Oh, um, everybody goes after you. <laughs> oh, I ended up um. Like... Yeah, there's a bunch of like little. Um, there are these little things called like viruses. I think people call them that you can oh. hide in if you're small enough, and um, oh, yeah. if you're too big to fit in them, it like splits you off into a bunch of tiny little pieces. And there's actually a method where you can launch those at bigger blobs. And someone did that to me like three times, and everybody just sort of cleaved off pieces of me <laughs> <laughs> until I was no more. <laughs> oh dear, that's terrible, man. I think my name was Altruism. That playthrough. <laughs> See, there's a guy on this game called Isis. Uh, oh, yeah. Wow. Um, some of them have, like, skins. <laughs> really like, NASA terrible. and the Patriarchy and Isis. <laughs> oh, my God. Very weird people in this game. Yeah, well, I suppose we should probably end it there. Um, yeah. I, th I think we've jumped topics stuff. plenty of times. Yeah. You know? Plenty I enough. I think for... we need to maybe work on, like, uh, what's the word? Like... Being Getting professional. <laughs> Being professional and streamlined. Not <laughs> using like, I don't know, business words or something. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure these are just hell to follow. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But then I you know, maybe that's part of the charm. You know, maybe Oh yeah. Maybe the wonky gamer charm here. Yeah. Got our own atmosphere. <laughs> oh, oh pun. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, we've reached that point. <laughs> we need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Okay, well, thank you for listening, everyone. And, yeah, thank uh, you very yeah. much. It's been, a, it's been a fun fun episode. Yeah. Um, I want to say, like, yeah, we'll we'll try and be back for about two weeks' time. Um, yeah, I'll I think two-week intervals is a good, good yeah. sort of structure. Yeah, I think that's the thing. You know, I think, uh, yeah, we should do that. That would be the best way to do it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess that's bye from me. And bye, bye from, from me too. Chats. And yes, and myself. 
Oh, he's still here. I thought you'd gone. Yeah, I, I thought you, <laughs> uh, yeah, you hadn't really contributed. Yeah, you died or something. You okay? No, I'm fine, mate. I was just listening to you to talk about uh, the star galaxy thing. Space game. <laughs> the space game. Space game. Yeah, the space game. That's it. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. All right, oh. I'm. We gotta. We gotta get. We gotta get the end jingle here. What? Oh, the end. End. End game. And the little jingle. Yeah, we got. We gotta oh, get yeah. something Where to finish it off. Well. Well, since Casey was the one finishing that did... off. Oh yeah, he started off with the monotone. Yeah, he had to start, I'm so I think it's only ceremonial that he does the ending. The definitely. End okay, jingle us out, Mister Armored Unicorn, I, aka Casey. Good God, that's depressing. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> Do you want to complete? <laughs> <laughs>